Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest and greatest episode of Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and as with me, as always, is the man who has conquered the Forbidden West. The man with the master plan. The man who will someday get the Elden Ring. <laughs> Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? I'm good, I'm good. I'm not sure about the Elden Ring, but I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Um... Uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, like me in general has been good. Um, a lot of game stuff to talk about. Yeah. Finally. Um, finally, finally, finally. <laughs> um, a lot of, a lot of stuff. Good. A lot of stuff. Weird. Um, you know what? Let's just, ju- let's just jump right into, uh, let's just jump right into things. Yeah. Cause, um, there's a lot to talk about. There is. Um, do you want to talk about the state of play first, or do you want to tackle something else? Uh, we can do the state of play first. All right. So, state of play happened. Yes. And for once, it did not happen before we recorded something. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good grief. Yeah. That makes me so happy. Oh, man. that That's less work for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, otherwise we would have had to do an, an interstitial like we did the last time. Shameless plug. Um, link in the description. Uh, <laughs> um, you can find that on our YouTube channel for that. But uh, state of play. Uh, lots of games got introduced. Um, lots of games not coming to Switch. That makes me sad. But uh, a lot of interesting games got announced. Um, we started off with Capcom. And not Dino Crisis which is super weird. Yeah. I mean, we started with Exo Primal, which were like the first thing we saw, like the first frames of that trailer. And it's like, this looks like Anthem. And then the dinosaurs came. Yeah. And then it was like, like, this is Anthem with dinosaurs. (laughs) It's like, okay. So I will say this. It does look impressive. Like, there was a lot of dinosaurs on screen at a certain point, um, which is impressive. Uh, it does give it a little bit of a next-gen feel, if you know what I mean. But it's a game that's coming out in 2023, and yeah. it's not Dino. It's not a remake of Dino Crisis. It's not, a re, um, it's not a relaunch of the Dino Crisis franchise. It's a completely new IP, which is another new IP that Capcom announced for next-gen. Like they did back in 2020 when the PlayStation 5 and Xbox were announced. It feels like... Do you remember the name of that one again? Because I forget. Are you talking about Lost Planet? Is it Most Planet? Lost Planet? No, no, not Lost Planet. No, I was... New game that they... Oh, no, I don't know. But that one's also like still MIA. Yeah, I I don't think... I don't think we should expect Lost Planet. But the reason I brought up Lost Planet is like this kind of feels like the ps5's version of lost planet because when the xbox 360 came out they came out with lost planet which was fighting against all these bugs and stuff on this planet and this feels like they just changed up the lost planet formula and then they made it a life service out of it and it's like oh you know remember that game we brought out like during the xbox 360 era lost planet yeah yeah, maybe we should do that again but then you know just update it to today's standard so we, it needs to be a live service and, you know, bugs aren't cool anymore. But uh, dinosaurs are making Horizons popular. And uh, Jurassic Park was popular. So, um, yeah, um, maybe we should do that. 
And then somebody was like, million dollar idea. Let's go, man. And then we will announce it at a state of play because everybody will love it. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know. Um, people seem kind of split on it. Mostly because they were hoping that it was Dino Crisis. But yeah, we'll see. Comes out in 2023. Um, I think it's super early that they announced it. Uh, but at least they actually had gameplay. Unlike the other thing that they announced in 2020 that did not have gameplay at all. Um, I forget. It starts with a P. Something like, probably, probably, like pure, like something like Prism something. Um, but yeah, I mean that was the first thing that they showed off. Um, then we got a trailer for Stranger of Paradise. Man, that title is stupid. Final Fantasy Origin. Oh my god. Um, the, the demo's out. If you're interested, if you want the cringe. Be my guest. I haven't played it yet. I've downloaded it. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. But um, I don't know about that game. And I talked about it the other day with you about the same with Babylon's Fall. Is that the, I saw one review and it, well, it got a four from a pretty big games media site. And I was like, I'm not surprised this got a four because it looked from the start like this game was going to suck. And then I think it got a two from IGN. But it was, I think it was a four from IGN. <laughs> Yeah. Who gave it a two? Maybe GameSpot or something. But like, so I'm not a game developer, so I, I will probably I'm probably oversimplifying this or thinking too simple in this process. And then I I'm open to learning from it. So if somebody wants to correct me, please do, because you know I'm, I'm only I'm, I'm only talking about this as a outsider. But like the way it looks is like I kind of had a feeling the game was gonna suck. So I would say, like, hey, if if the game looks to be going, it looks like going. Ah, I can't even say it. If it looks like the game <laughs> is gonna suck, why would you release the game? Why won't you push the game and then try to actually make something out of it? Because now you just blew a lot of money on the game, and you know people are probably not gonna buy it. And then the same happens yeah. with this Stranger's Paradise, yaddy yaddy Final Fantasy stuff. It kind of looks <laughs> like they're just trying to capitalize on the Final Fantasy franchise because it takes a gazillion years to come up with Final Fantasy. So they're like, you know, we can do something smaller and attach the Final Fantasy name and then maybe warm people up. I mean, that game looks like it's going to suck as well. And I mean, like the response to the demos in the past haven't been great as well. And then what happens is, is Square releases two games in a year. They, they already don't release a lot of games. So they release these two games. These two games suck. Then everybody's like, okay, well, I hope Forspoken doesn't suck because they already pushed that one to October now, which is a good thing. And then I'm like, you know, and this is different for you because you love Japanese games. You're a JRPG fan. But like for me, as a non-Japanese game lover, this just paints a picture that Japanese games just suck in general because the quality is just so off you know it's like from the 20 games that come out two are good 18 suck well yeah i'm sorry but then i'll just stick to triple a western games because the ratio is there it's a little better there it's like 18 are good to suck you know so like this this impacts or this like reflects on all japanese games which is a shame because there are really good japanese games out there like i love the yakuza franchise i haven't played judgment but based on what i've read if you like Yakuza, you'll love Judgment. So I'm like, yes, and yes, those games are a bit goofy, but I like it, you know? But then I would say, like, that's 
one of those 20 games, that's like two out of 20 games that's not going to suck. And the rest is like, yeah, let's put the exosuits and dinosaurs into a game and that will probably be a winning combination and we'll call it exo primal and people will love it because that's like a really catchy name Woo, go capcom you know or i don't know what konami does you know like uh bring out a free-to-play football game and then it being so oh, buggy get me started no no that's so bad yeah, it almost that's, feels that's Konami doing. That's Konami being Konami. That doesn't. Yeah, so like it almost feels like, in some cases, Japanese developers just don't know what to do anymore because the industry around them is just going so fast, and that they're like kind of playing this catch-up game of, of like, oh, okay, so in the West, live service are really popular. So okay, maybe we should do something about that, or you know, um, now this and this is popular in the West, so maybe we should do that, and like what always made at least as far as i know what always made japan japan is that they did their own thing and they didn't care about the rest and because they did their own thing like that's why we got souls games because from software made demon souls they did their own thing and from there came this whole genre that everybody loves which is also the reason why elden ring is so popular but but if they didn't do that you know we wouldn't have gotten them so stop trying to be western just be yourself (laughs) We'll get back you, into You can Elden slap Ring. that on a t-shirt. Stop being <laughs> stop trying to be western, just be yourself. You can slap it on a Game Rivals merch coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll have to put a pin on Elden Ring because we're going to come back to that one. It's a good thing that you brought it up in the way that you did because we're going to come back to that one specifically. Yeah. But uh yeah, Strange Stranger of Paradise is yeah. I mean for a reimagining of the first uh, Final Fantasy game, eh, it's super weird. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, as you said, Forspoken is also coming out. Got delayed earlier in the week. Yeah. So um, yeah, seeing the new trailer. Uh, apparently, uh, a bunch of uh, reviewers got to see a preview version of Forspoken, I think a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago. Oh, nice. A couple of weeks ago, I think. And it was in a rough shape. Oh, okay. So so it's apparently very understandable that it's being delayed because they're like, are you sure you want to bring this out in May? Yeah, it's a brand new IP, so they can't take any risks with it. Dablon's yeah, Fall and the other shit's also a brand new IP, but... Yeah. I mean, apparently it's not... It's poorly optimized and it's not running well and it's not looking good, so... I mean, you can you can make anything look good in a trailer, you know. So if they're already talking like, eh, it's probably a good idea that they delayed it to polish it. That was probably the feedback that they got from the from the from the from the reviewers and the game journalists. Is like this is rough, and they made that decision. That's good. Unfortunately, they did not do that for Babylon's Fall. Yeah, which kind of sucks because that also means that you know Platinum Games gets unnecessarily a has to unnecessarily put out a bad game because of uh the studio that hired them was like yeah we need this to be out before the end of the fiscal year yeah uh speaking of uh square enix was really on fire by the way uh that day because they announced two other games one was Diofield Chronicle, a tactics a tactics game which does look really cool, um, 
and Valkyrie Elysium, which is a... I'm not sure if it's a sequel. I mean, it's a new game in the Valkyrie Profile franchise, which is a JRPG. Um, this is this seems more like an action uh, an action game. So I'm not sure what the what what the deal is supposed to be. Um, I mean, it's been a really long time since they've put out anything for Valkyrie Profile, and it's not a turn based game. So we'll see. We'll see. It looks okay. Um, I'm definitely interested because it's another entry in the Valkyrie series. Um, what is interesting that we did not expect, Returnal. Yeah. Getting free DLC. Yeah. Well, getting an update, the Returnal Ascension update, yep. which is free. It adds co-op. That adds co-op. Yeah. And some kind of um, wave-based new... tower yeah. uh, uh, mode. Yeah, it's like a horde mode kind Something of thing. Something like that, yeah. Which which apparently has its own story uh, beats. Yeah. I think it's cool that they added co-op because uh, that game's already hard on, on your own, so it might actually be more fun to play it with someone else. I still haven't finished it. Yeah, maybe you can find someone to finish it with. I'm already scouring my friends list. <laughs> but not a lot of people oh. have it because it's so damn tough. Yeah, well, maybe you should convince them better. Yeah. Um, speaking of Japanese, other Japanese games, Ghostwire Tokyo got a new trailer. Yeah, it's coming out at it's the end of the month, so in March, 12 days. Yeah, yeah. March 22nd. Yeah. Um, it looks interesting. It looks weird. I have a feeling that game's going to be like uh, Deathloop, that a lot of people were like, mm, it's okay, and then suddenly it gets like, really good reviews because it's like an underdog. Um mm. So I kind of hope it's uh, it's like that, but it relies really heavily on like Japanese folklore stuff. So it's gonna be a tough sell for some people. I, I I'm afraid. Yeah, unless you're into Japanese folklore or like Japanese culture to begin with, I wonder if anybody's gonna look at Ghostwire Tokyo and just not be like. Oh, that just looks weird. It's Japanese, Ooh. you know. Mm. Instead of being like, "Oh, this is some," they're using like cultural folklore stuff to make a interesting looking game with interesting mechanics. I think what and that's kind. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. I think what could work it, in their advantage is that there's not a lot of stuff coming out right now, and like eventually people are done with Horizon, and some people don't want Elden Ring or they need a break from Elden Ring. So, like, this is the perfect opportunity for another game to step in and to kind of offer people a little bit of variety. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always personally believe that the best time to release games, but that's, again, my opinion and my experience, is at the beginning of the year because there's nothing coming out. It's always boring at the beginning of the year. So, like, if you release your game between January... No, not January, because people already bought some. Like, from, from February onwards to April, that's, like, the sweet spot. Because there's not a lot to play, because everybody spent their money in the holiday season, and they're just catching up on that. So, like, if you are if you want to kind of surprise people, that's the moment to do it. For me, at least. Because mm. otherwise, we're just waiting for September to come around for the, all the big releases to, to start happening. Mm. True, true. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I guess we can skip Gundam Evolution. It's a free to play multiplayer. Yeah, 
games coming to PC and PS4 and PS5. If you're into Gundam, um, it's going to be free to play, so check it out. Uh, this one kind of made me happy because it's also coming to Switch. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Kawabunga Collection. Oh, man, yeah. It's basically all the Konami Turtles games that came out in the 80s and 90s in one beautiful bundle costing 40 bucks. Oh, my God. But did you expect yeah, any kinda, less? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I really... Yes, honestly, I did. I was expecting 20 bucks. No. Maybe they'll Konami, sell, so sell them individually sketch. or something. Yeah. No, I don't think so because it is a very specific collection. Mm-hmm. It has all it has all the arcade games, all the NES games, all the Super Nintendo games, and the Sega Mega Drive games. Okay. Honestly, the thing that I'm looking forward to mostly is playing Turtles in Time, both the Super Nintendo version and the arcade version. Mm. Um, there's like three different versions of one game on there, and that's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles tournament fighter there are three different versions of this thing there's the arcade version the nes version the super nes version oh sorry four and the mega driver oh my god and then there's also ubisoft making shredder's revenge right yes that one i am gonna get because it looks yeah i'm looking forward to that one as well um they showed off another game called gigabash but i was like I really I forgot the name, but I like that that samurai game, that side-scrolling samurai game, something like Yumi. You check check to Yomi. That one, yeah, that looked really yeah. cool. It looks really something cool. crazy like a Kurosawa movie because it had like the black and white filter and uh, the the combat looked really like the the choreograph the choreograph ah the choreograph I can't say <laughs> whoa I can't say the word in Dutch I can't choreograph yeah that in the, with the sword and stuff with the katana looked oh the really... tor- the choreography yeah, yeah that looked really cool with the with the katana like really precise and like a katana going slicing through butter yeah, well, it's developed by the studio that makes the shadow warrior games mm. so if you're and apparently that... it's coming to game pass day and date Really? Yeah, I read that somewhere. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's fancy. Yeah. Um, I still want to play it on PlayStation, um... but... Uh... <laughs> Good grief. <Yeah>. Okay, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, so other than that, the only other title here is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battler R, which is a new JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighting game but if you're not into jojo i can get it but i am into jojo i love jojo's bizarre adventure um, of course i watched are. the recent i watched the recent part that was released star ocean the first part of star ocean and it is so good oh, so i was super excited when i saw this fighting game it's like yes i get to play as jolene joe's the kujo and like beat the ever-living snot with my stand <laughs> i have no words I gotta say, in general, this state of play was a whole lot better than the last one. It was definitely better. Yeah. I mean, like, regular state of play, not game-specific games. No, no, so, like, the last one, so not this one, but the the last one they did last year was really bad, because everybody was like... Yeah, that was kind of boring. Yeah, you know, and the Gran Turismo one, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that was kind of boring. (laughs) Yeah. What I really like about... Uh, Sony's approach to state of play 
is that they set the right expectations when they announce it. So they're like, it's going to be 20 minutes. We're not going to talk about VR. We're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about that. We are going to talk about blah, 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 blah. So like, you know exactly what you're getting into. Uh, still, people get these crazy expectations like, oh, we're probably going to see something around Hogwarts Legacy. No, they're not going to do that. You know, a lot of people, every time... Who's Sony, talking about Hogwarts Legacy? Like, uh, every time Sony does a state of play, people are like, oh, I really hope Hogwarts Legacy shows up. And I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. If they show Hogwarts Legacy, it will either be at their own event or it will be at E3 or something like that or at a bigger event, but not like this, you know? Plus, it's been super silent around Hogwarts Legacy. Um, it's still going to come out this year, but uh, yeah, good luck on that. At this point, I think it's vaporware. But that's me. I don't hope so. Because <laughs> then a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Yeah, they'll get over it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and if they if they don't get over it, I know something that they will help that will help them to get over it. Batman Gotham Knights. Yes. Finally has a release date. Yes. October twenty fifth. Something like that. Yeah, October. Yeah, October twenty fifth. Yeah, is when it's coming out. Um, this game was already delayed. It was supposed to come out last, last year. year. Yeah, and then it got delayed until further notice. Well, the notice is here. Mark your calendars. October twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Gotham Knights. If you want to play as Batman, no, Batman's not as, in there. Sorry, sorry, you're right. Not Batman. If you want to play as Robin or Nightwing or Batgirl. Or uh, the Red Hood. You got carried game. away by doing the voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. A little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little too excited. Yeah, I noticed. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> this isn't normal Maximilian. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because they also the, the delayed... Um, what is it called again? Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad. Yep. till later this year, but odds are apparently the rumor is that that's going to be delayed till 2023. Yep. It's actually pretty crazy because the last game Rocksteady released was Arkham Knight, which was basically at the beginning of the PS4 cycle. So, like, it almost feels like they've been working on Suicide Squad for maybe, let me put it this way, they've been. I think it feels like almost 10 years since they last brought out a game because I think Arkham Knight came out in 2014, something like that. I think they, I, to me, at least I hope that part of it is they, the, the developers taking some time off. Yeah, but we'll probably... Yeah. Because they were working nonstop on all those games, yeah. right? They did Every two years Ar almost. Uh, they, did, they did Arkham. They did Arkham uh, City. City. They did Arkham Knight. Yep. Like all of that, almost in one shot. Yep. Um. The only the only time that they did not develop an Arkham game was Origin. Yep. That's the, done by the developer who does uh, Gotham Knights. Yeah, I think in I mean, like there were a long long time there were rumors that they were working on a Superman game. So maybe that they tried like multiple games. Maybe they rebooted the whole Superman game and made a Suicide Squad game out of it because they felt like this doesn't work. Because let's be honest. Everybody was like, yeah, but Superman game is really hard to pull off because Superman is invincible. So how are you going to make yeah. that a compelling game? Because he's like invincible. So maybe in this well, case... he's not invincible, but... He's hard to he beat. He is very hard to beat. Yeah, so like, you know, I think this take is a lot more interesting. Uh, so 
probably they just spent a lot of time trying to figure out what to do with it uh, and maybe rebooting a couple of times. But, you know, that's good. I mean, I have a good feeling about the game when it eventually comes out. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see when that comes out. Um, speaking of things that are uh, that have come out, uh, we have... I mean, we talked. Did we talk about? Yeah, we. I mean, we talked about Babylon's Fall, so we can skip that. Um, that is not what I wanted to click on. Um, what didn't come out, or what has come out, um, a little, a little blip on the radar here. So apparently, there's this hacker group going around hacking a bunch of companies. They've been hacking a couple, bunch of companies. And taking credit for it, they hacked uh, Nvidia, Samsung. They hacked Nvidia, and now they're saying, or at least they're claiming that they hacked Ubisoft. We don't know what what got leaked. Um, at least they're saying they're claiming that they did not go for user data. So we don't know what they went for. In the case of NVIDIA, it was apparently like a lot of games and a lot of information around GPUs and also around alleged stuff for the new Switch. Not called the Switch Pro, but probably the sequel to the Switch, the the Switch Duo or whatever it's going to be called. <laughs> yeah, I did. I saw. Here's the thing, though, right? I saw there was a leak about like like switch stuff from nvidia i was like okay ignore (laughs) i think so like every time i see it's like i just push it away i think like at this point it is inevitable that nvidia is working on something new for the switch they probably just because they've been already talking about that they have something ready because they use that for something else so they have like a, a newer version of the cpu gpu stuff that's currently in the switch they just have a next generation version already lying around because they use it for other stuff as well so like at this Mm. point i think it's just more like pure speculation of course it's that maybe nintendo was gonna do a switch pro but because of the pandemic and the whole component shortage they were like yeah maybe let's not do this because microsoft and nintendo can't even come up with a proper supply because of the whole constraint maybe let's not do a switch pro and let's just repurpose that for a sequel to the Switch and let's just push it back and then develop it more further instead of rushing something to market and then constantly having customers not being able to get supply. So mm. I think like if the pandemic would have happened, then we might have gotten like the OLED Switch with even beefier graphics, you know? But I think in this case, because of the pandemic, maybe Nintendo was like, well, let's not do this because two major console manufacturers are already struggling. There's no need for us to get into this as well. Um, because basically, um, a lot of stuff comes from the same suppliers or the same assemblers, so that you're just you're getting another slice of an already small pie. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think Switch OLED supply is actually pretty good. I think I think it's like a regular supply coming in. Um, it's not bad from what I've yeah. Because the other day I just looked on oh, some websites that you could still buy them. I know there's been a recent drop because I got one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's I don't think it's been that bad for, no. for, for the OLED. No, but I think that's 
partially because you know they are reusing a lot of components they already have so the the manufacturing for that is kind of crystallized out so that there's nothing exotic in that production cycle except maybe like the oled display but there's not a shortage on oled displays so you know that's a smarter move than having custom silicon made by amd and then amd having to supply this silicon to another games console manufacturer and then they're that they also using that silicon for their own gpu so like you know they're already stretching this wire out making it even thinner and then nintendo's like hey we're not gonna be a part of that <laughs> yeah what what is funny is that we haven't talked about it a lot but i am mm. seeing more and more talk about it is that now that the switch the the steam deck is out that like a lot of people are like this is really cool this is really my favorite console. I've seen like articles pop up like this is my favorite console because I can have console level graphics on the go. It's not some some watered down version like the Switch. No offense to the Switch, but you know the hardware is pretty old by now. But like I can play I'm Death Stranding. Yeah, I can play Death Stranding on this. I can play Cyberpunk on this. I can have a really cool gaming experience on the go. And if Valve invests in it properly and doesn't pull like something like Google does, which I doubt Valve will do, this could be like maybe a fourth system in the game's uh, manufacturing cycle. A bit more niche, perhaps, because even now, if you want to order a, a Steam Deck, I think the earliest you will get it is in October, which kind of does show the popularity of the device. Um Kind of, sort of. It also has to do with manufacturing. Of course, of um, course. But, yeah, like the initial the initial reactions is positive. Yeah. But there's also a lot working against it, uh, what I've seen in reviews, is that some, some reviews are calling it like it's way too early. Yeah. And it's probably going to take a revision of the the hardware and the software to really get going, because not all games run perfectly yep even games uh, especially games that are not Top verified yeah. for verified verified for steam deck use yeah those are really hard to get to work um, but that's just they a recently of time. did put out well time and effort right yeah but like um, if a developer sees how popular the steam deck is getting it's, it's like with the switch you know because in the beginning uh, developers were a bit hesitant of the switch and now, because it's so popular, you see a lot of stuff coming to the Switch. And I think like a lot of developers are like maybe lurking in the shadows, looking like, hmm, okay, is this going to work? Is this going to be something? And then when they eventually notice that a lot of people want this, um, then they'll probably jump on the bandwagon. Like, hey, you know what? Let's release an optimized version of our game for the Steam Deck because, um, mm. you know, people want it. If, if CD Projekt Red brings out The Witcher for the Switch... I cannot imagine. Maybe there's already an optimized version of Cyberpunk, but I cannot imagine them not going like, you know what? Let's do an optimized version for the Steam Deck, or let's optimize The Witcher for the Steam Deck when the next gen version comes out. Yeah, so The Witcher is not optimized, but apparently it does run. Yeah, if you're lucky, um, which is also interesting because I've heard people saying like, because um, like a lot, there's a lot of mixed reception with the Steam Deck. Like when it comes to reviewers, yeah, I'm not talking about the general public. I'm talking about reviewers. It's very mixed. Um, a lot of people do praise the fact that they have all this power in such a small device. Yeah, but it 
um, yeah, I mean, your mileage will definitely vary. So do take that into account. It's not the end-all, be-all. It's not the Switch killer. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the one thing that consoles will always have over PC is that games for consoles have been specifically optimized for the console. Yep. So you can say that Richard 3 looks like crap on Switch. It runs stable, and you don't have any issues. I actually whereas didn't understand. The Witcher 3 on, whereas <laughs> with the Witcher 3 on, on Steam Deck, if you're lucky, it'll run because it's not a verified game on Steam yeah. Deck. I yet. almost understood... Richard 3. I'm like, what is Richard 3? What is this? What am I missing? I'm like, hey, eh? Richard 3. Yeah, I was like, you, it sounded like you said, it. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, oh, wait, he means The Witcher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it, right? Like, Switch is not a powerful thing. I get it. Like, I really do. Yeah, but this um, is good competition for the Switch because, in a way, you know, Valve is. is bringing innovative stuff to the to the portable gaming market and innovation and and competition is always good because it will maybe also have people over at nintendo be like oh wow we haven't even considered the steam deck thing but they're actually doing good cool stuff maybe we should look at i don't think they're looking at the steam deck (laughs) i seriously doubt the nintendo of japan is looking at the steam deck i don't know but i mean like let me put it this way competition in the games industry is always good because it kind of wakes people up and it pushes stuff forward you know that is absolutely true. I just thought that Nintendo's looking at I don't know. You never know. Capacity. Um, but uh oh, speaking of the speed Steam Deck, I was about to bring this up and then we went into this whole tangent. The Windows drivers finally were released. Yeah, I saw Linus Tech Tips video come out. I haven't watched it, but I don't think yeah, he was I, really I happy did. with it. It wasn't yeah, it's yeah. not great. It's yeah. not perfect. It's not ideal. There's a lot of work to be done with the drivers yeah, but i don't a lot i think that's like because the games are not running great on on windows on steam deck yeah but i think in that case it's more like uh you can do it as you want but the device isn't meant to be used in that way the device is meant to be used no because they the said li- the, men- the the device is meant to be customizable to your own liking so if you want to put windows on there yeah. you can put windows on there they have advertised it as such so yeah. It's kind of weird if this is your first like pass at drivers. I don't know. I the, the I think yeah. the Windows support is going to be something of a, a work really in progress. long yeah. a really long work in progress. Yeah. Especially considering that Valve has been trying to get people to move from Windows onto SteamOS for the longest time. Yeah. So I mean, like I've what I personally I what I've seen so far about it is that there was this whole new category of portable gaming consoles. Let me put it that way. And I know like the switch created that category. And eventually you saw a lot of, I think it was from China, a lot of these handheld devices. Like one of the companies is called Aya, which they made like a Aya Neo, for example, which was basically like a switch, but then with beefier power. And then they brought up multiple iterations of it. Um, Some of them were really good, but like, I feel like the Steam Deck is the first proper um, device in this category besides the Switch, which is made by a known company, which, you know, a lot of stuff has been thought through, which is like, Mm. it's the first, like, that category needs this device 
to move forward. Kind of like what Oculus did for VR. You know, it's not the best VR headset because, for example, we got the HTC Vive and we got the Valve Index. But like the Oculus needed to be there to to kickstart this whole category. And I are they still supporting the Valve Index, by the way? I have no idea. Maybe good because it has the like the USB uh, ports and stuff like that. But um, I think like the Steam Deck needed to happen to kickstart this whole category. And I think going further, we will see a lot more stuff in this category because, um, you know, people, I think people are just bored of having like only behind the desk experience or only on the couch experience. People want to be able to take their experience on the go and seeing as cloud gaming isn't there yet. I mean, yeah, like I personally would love it if Sony did something like a portable handheld stuff, you know, like um, mm-hmm. uh, something like that, you know. You mean like the Vita? I like the Vita. I still have my Vita. I still play on it from time to time. I love my PSP. And I mean, let's be honest, the PSP was very successful. And even though a lot of people were scratching their heads when Sony entered that market, they were like, this this segment is dominated by Nintendo and the PSP was pretty successful. Mm, yeah, as an emulation machine. No, 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 no. Do not downplay. We're not going to get into this, but do not downplay the emulation machine. No. <laughs> That's like me saying, oh, the only reason the DS got successful was because it had the R4 card so everybody could just pirate their games. That is not completely not true. I don't know. Anyways, well, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, did we cover? Oh my god! I think we did cover everything there. We didn't talk about the Elden Ring thing, right? Oh my goodness! Thank you for bringing that up, Elden Ring. Because we put a pin on it, we're gonna take that pin out. People, if there's a game out and it's being successful. If you don't agree with the methods, don't be salty. That's my lesson. <laughs> don't rain on somebody else's parade. Because, oh my goodness, why on earth are there developers out there, individual developers out there, talking salt about Elden Ring? I don't know. Maybe they're... I don't... Yeah. I, I don't know, know either. I, um, I wouldn't say they're jealous, but I don't know. I don't know what to call it either because I don't know. It's just weird for them to be so salty about it. It is so weird. So apparently a bunch of, well, a couple of uh, Ubisoft Ubisoft and um, Horizon developers um, have been not saying that have not been really happy that Elden Ring has been getting good reviews. Um, I would say that the people had, at Ubisoft, get really good yeah, I would say that the people at Ubisoft have no right to speak in this matter whatsoever. Because, I mean, and this may be very harsh. And again, I'm not a developer, but my, I'm just talking about a person that spends eighty bucks on a game when a game comes out. So, like, I am the the customer at the end of this. Maybe Ubisoft should first put out a proper game without having to release a gazillion patches to get it to a state where it's good. Maybe they should start focusing on doing that first and then they have the right to speak about and and be salty about other stuff. 
but no, you can't be salty if your own stuff isn't up to par. You, you, you can't, you don't have right of speak when you have to release a gazillion patches to get a game to a playable state like Ubisoft does, or when you recycle the same formula over and over again, you just slap a new skin on it, you know? So don't. And in case of, uh, of Horizon developers, the only thing I can imagine is that a lot of people put a lot of time into Horizon Forbidden West and their game reviewed very well. And then now Elden Ring comes out and it kind of like takes away that spotlight. And they're like, yeah, but our game is really cool as well. We put a lot of time and effort into it. So we kind of want to stay in that spotlight. But that's just the way it is, you know? I mean, yeah. you have to you have to compliment each other for doing great stuff. And I mean, it pushes the genre forward or the industry forward because maybe when a Horizon Forbidden West expansion comes out, I'm just guessing right now, they might be able to take some innovations from Elden Ring. They're like, you know, this is a pretty cool mechanic. Maybe we can put this into our game. And then maybe From Software does the same when um, when they see something. Or hell, who knows? Maybe Sony buys From Software because it's not a crazy guess or a crazy stretch idea. Maybe Sony buys From Software. Then suddenly you become colleagues with that with the people you criticized. Imagine how awkward that yeah. is. I mean, it's not like it hasn't happened before. You know, yeah. That, so. um, but the thing with, I don't know, like I get, yeah, I get what you're saying with like the Horizon uh, developers, because this is like the second time that this has happened to them. Like the first time was with Breath of the Wild. And now this is like, they can't catch a break. <laughs> like they release a game. It's like, yeah, people love it. People love it. And it's like a week later, it's like, Oh, but what is this new thing though? It's 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 that um it's that girlfriend meme, you know. <laughs> it's like, ooh, that's uh, that looks good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, I get where they're coming from, but ah, just especially when it comes to like, oh yeah, like the the PC optimization is bad, and yet it's getting all these good ratings. You know why it's getting the good ratings? It's not because the PC optimization is bad. It's because people actually enjoy the game, despite the bad PC optimization. Despite it. Or, in, yeah, despite it. The game is just solid. People enjoy solid games. Like you said, maybe try to actually make a solid game that people enjoy from a gameplay perspective. And from a, like the the whole the the way like and you can't and they can't be surprised that people gravitate to this because they've been making souls like games for over a decade now. This is not new. It's weird that they're being salty about about it now. It's just weird. It's 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 a little bit disappointing. I would almost commend them for what they've done because. If you keep on making the same, if you keep on making games in the same genre for well, almost twenty years, because they started in the PS3 era, and you're constantly innovating, you're constantly bringing new stuff to the game, and like every game you put out is a hit, that's not easy, you know. So that is they're doing something really, really good at that at From Software because, like, all the Souls games they brought out were hits. From the first yeah. one on till this one, it's it's not an easy feat to achieve, you know. So like they put the time and the effort into it to make it something really good. So, um, I I would commend them for what they're doing. Yeah, I mean respect to uh, 
especially considering that they have never compromised on their vision, right? Yeah. Their vision is to ha- to make games that are super immersive. The the storytelling is immersive. The 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 world building is immersive. The 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 the, the, the gameplay is immersive. They're trying they're making games almost in a old school way cuz it because like when Dark Souls came out and specifically the De- uh, Demon Souls but specifically when Dark Souls came out people are like oh this is the modern this is what Zelda games should have evolved into eventually right if you're looking for, if you're looking at it from a Zelda 1 perspective not Ocarina of Time but like actual Zelda 1 like Zelda 1 is the same thing it literally like if you do not read the text scroll if you not if you don't read the manual in the Legend of Zelda and you just boot up the game, you're just in a field. There's a cave there. There are three paths. They don't tell you where to go. If you're not curious or you're like, yeah, I'll come back to the cave later and you go to the first area, you have nothing. You have no items. You're immediately thrown into enemies and you'll probably die. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? So, yeah, it's not like what From Software is doing is all is not new, but they're doing it in a way that just grabs people's attention, and it gets people motivated to get good. And I think that's very admirable of them being able to do that for so long, and to continue to do that. And to continue to improve on this philosophy. I'm still looking forward to playing Elden Ring. Um, but yeah, from from these like developers that are like being a like they deleted their tweets or they like privatized their accounts, so you can't look it up, but people have screenshot it, so you know. Yeah, but like you know, you know the, the, the old saying if it's on the internet, if, if if it's on the internet, it's there forever. Yeah. And like it's it's just immature, man. I mean, come on. We're not little kids, you know? Yeah. Just don't. I mean, you're in a way, you're all colleagues or co-workers in a way. You're just at different companies, but you all do it for the same reason because you're, at least I hope you're doing it for the same reason. You're passionate about games, you know? Yeah. And you, I always, I've always said this, but like the great thing about games is, is it brings us together no matter where you're from or what you look like or what you do. It just... It's like this really nice way of equalizing a lot of stuff, you know, taking a lot of equality out of the world because we all just share this passion for games. And if it's do, dying a gazillion times in a game because it's just pretty hard, but it's really rewarding when you finish a boss like in an Elder Ring or if it's, you know, slaying machines in the Forbidden West as a hunter, it's it's there's something for everyone. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's about it. That's it. If there's anything else that I missed. Yeah. Well. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well. So that was it for news. Stick around. We'll be right back with what we've been playing. And welcome back to what we've been playing. So, Sean Templar, what have you been playing? Well, I uh, I think the last time I spoke about how I was getting lost in the Forbidden West, 
And so the day after I, uh, I finished the Forbidden West. So after 60 hours, I finished the game. Uh, I got the platinum. I didn't get, I didn't do all the, the, so I have few, like a few side quests and stuff like, uh, open, but I, I did do a lot of stuff, um, because it's the side quests are actually fun in this game. It's not like repetitive in some open world games. Every side quest mm-hmm. is is like fun and unique, and some add to the main story, some branch off from the main story. Um, some side quests just give you experience and skill points, whereas others give you like really cool rewards, as in armor or weapons. Um, mm-hmm. There's um, the ending is interesting because it's becoming more and more sci-fi. Um, it's a pretty open ending. So I, I do have a suspicion that there will either be an expansion like the Forbidden West, uh, for the Frozen Wild, sorry, like they did for the original Horizon, or they'll make mm-hmm. a sequel to the Forbidden West. I'm not sure yet because it's, it's a little bit depending on in which direction they want to go. Well, don't forget, there's also that VR uh, game for Horizon that's coming out. Yeah, maybe it ties yeah. into that. Could be. I don't know. I don't know if there's a lot known about the VR game so far, but um, um, yeah. I mean, the in a way, the ending is like because what what's cool about this game is that um, you 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 find out that you're not the only ones on Earth, or like you're not the only. You find out that you're not the only survivors of humanity. And there is yeah, by the end of the first game, you mean? No, no, like by the end of the second game. So, like, because so spoilers. I'm not gonna go into much, but like, you find out that you're not you're not the only. So, like, the way I see it, or at least the impression I get, is like, Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West is set in the United States, and in Forbidden West, there's hints of other tribes being across other planets or on other sides of the world. So, like, maybe from Europe or stuff, because you. You encountered ah, this, okay. uh, you encountered this tribe, and they had to cross the ocean to get here. So it really sounds like they're from maybe Europe or something. You know, I I always kind of figured that there would be more survivors. Yeah, there because it would be weird if it's just the Americas. Yeah, right? but then there's also this part that there's being hinted at maybe um, it's a re- remnants of humanity in outer space. Because, you know, the world was advanced in technology and, and stuff in that time. I don't remember anything about that in the first game. They vaguely hinted at it. And then at the start of the game, you figure... Oh, wait, right, right, right. Hang on. Yeah, yeah. Um, spoilers for the first game, by the way. Yeah. I do remember something about them trying to make an arc. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, was that supposed to go to space? Uh yeah that was uh, that was called I think that's called the Odyssey project and then so like when you yeah yeah, 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 yeah when yeah. you start yeah. playing Forbidden West you figure out more about that and then the further you come in the story that that arc unfolds more and more and more um yeah. so yeah I mean that might pot- potentially lead up to either an expansion or a third game um yeah. I think it would be really cool if if they did a third game, they crossed the ocean and just went to Europe or to Asia or to like a completely different continent because that would just give them a whole lot of 
more freedom to i mean like the, the tribes in the game and the and the the areas in the game are already pretty cool and expansive but you know it'd be pretty cool to see like them going to a different continent and maybe f- finding out that that they the people on other continents are far more advanced than they are because you already see that there are advanced tribes in uh in the americas but it'd be really cool if they like went to for example japan and they found out that there's like this samurai like tribe i'm just saying something because i like samurai you know but that would be like really cool you know but anyways um i finished the game it's it's really great i mean if you have a playstation this is one of the games you need to play this year um, I know some people are not a fan of the Horizon games because I, I spoke to a friend and he was like, yeah, I don't know if it's my kind of game. But I'm like, you know, just give it a chance. You will love it. Um, I def- I haven't removed it from my PlayStation yet. I definitely intend on going back and just playing some side quests, uh, more like just to pass the time. Um, besides that, I have been playing a little bit of Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, when the next-gen update came out, I downloaded the trial and I played like an hour of it and I liked it. And I was like, you know, the game's in sale. It's 25 bucks. Let's do it. Even though I have the game on PC, I feel like that's one of the games. It's a game I want to play on, on the PS5. Um, it looks really cool, really pretty on the PS5. Um, I chose the Street Kid uh, path on the console, on the PC. I'm a Corpo. Um, it's cool so far. You know, I've, I have six hours in the PC version. So some of the missions... I'm doing right now i already did so i kind of know how it is um <laughs> but yeah it, uh, i just because i put so much hours into horizon i just kind of need to detox from gaming a little bit so like i've been mostly just watching all sorts of netflix stuff i got this big fancy formula one lego technic kit that i've spent three days breaking my back and play and f- putting it together um to get myself into the mood for formula one which uh, starts next week so just I've been doing a lot of stuff besides gaming just to kind of like unwind and to kind of like mm-hmm. know what I want to play because I I have a lot to play. I, for example, I still want to play Deathloop. I still need to finish Yakuza 4. So like I have enough to play on PS5. It's just that I just need to get into the mood to play something. Um, it's not like a game dip like I had last year. I just have... Since then, I've just accepted that it's okay if I don't play games for a while. Because then I was like, oh, I need to play games because it's my passion or one of my passions. <laughs> it felt so forced. And now I'm like, you know, I'll just play whatever I feel like it. And that's helped me a lot. And then I also, um, I had like a month ago, I had uh, I saw that, that one of the local game retailers, Game Mania, you could trade in your old switch and upgrade to the oled switch for like 150 bucks so like i went to one of them and i said like hey i just want to order one and then you can let me know when it comes in and they were like yeah do you want the white one or the neon one i'm like which one's uh which one's easier to get they're like yeah the neon one probably because everybody wants the white one so the pre-orders for those are the highest i don't care about the color i just want the oled thing you know and then like uh two weeks ago i think or last week they uh they called me they're like hey we have a white one in stock we know that you want the the neon one but seeing as we have the white one in stock maybe you'd want that one i'm like okay so i got the white one um it looks really pretty um, i haven't played anything on it yet because i was you know it was, it was just around the moment where i was doing my F, my formula one lego technic set so i just bought it i just tried it out to make sure it works and i just unboxed the switch the dock and all the other stuff is still in the box um 
I was thinking of maybe like making, I had an idea for uh, an unboxing video. I was like thinking maybe I should do it. I just, just need to get into the mood to do it. There was one really strange thing that happened, like seeing as it's winter, I don't know if you have it, but like my hands dry out really badly in the oh, winter. Yeah, I have that. All. Yeah, I ha- ha- hate that. So I had like bought hand cream so I could just, you know, when I go to bed, I, I, I don't forget to, to lotion my hands. And then I had put the jar sideways into my bag. And when I got home, the day I got my switch and the, the cream, I just left everything in my bag. I didn't take it out. So like the day after, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to this party. I bought a COVID self-test. Let me just do the self-test so I know that I'm not positive. So I opened up my bag and like apparently the hand cream had just dripped out of the jar and my whole bag was covered in the hand cream. And it was also on the switch box. And I'm like, oh no, I haven't even unboxed the switch. It's ruined. Yeah, I don't hope it's filled with this lotion, you know, but it was just the outside of the box and like a little part of it. So like, okay, uh, I spent the like, box is ruined. no, 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 it's okay. It's just, you know, it just got a little bit on it. But besides that, it looks really yeah. good. I was like, oh man, I was really afraid that I just like, had like literally screwed my first, my, my new switch without even playing on it for a second. <laughs> um, but it's good. I also got a screen protector. I would definitely recommend those because, you know, screens are fragile. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I'm just yeah. waiting for that Nintendo uh, pouch carry case to come into stock. So I can order it to have some protection. Um, and yeah, I think I'm going to play some Pokemon Legends Arceus on it. And maybe some Stardew Valley. I still need to f- play more of Legend of, of uh, uh, the Breath of the Wild and also Astral Chain. But um, yeah, I mean, I'll probably use it a lot in the coming days and weeks. Um, sometimes I just like to relax on the couch with my Switch and then put on a podcast in the background. And then just play some Stardew Valley, you know, farm some uh, some uh, pumpkins or uh, <laughs> I don't know what brings in a lot of money. That's the cool part about Stardew Valley, you know, it's like this holy crystallized out ecosystem. So like usually when I play Stardew, I just grab my my iPad and I just put all put up the wiki and then just look like okay, I'm in this season. Okay, which props should I can I use to get the most money out of? Or like, oh, if you use pumpkins, you will get a lot of money. And then now I'm like a high roller baller in Stardew with my money in the bank and just walking really cool in town. I'm like, I got fifty k. But yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, but that's uh, basically it for me. What have you been playing? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Not a lot, actually. I I still play a little bit of Pokemon. Um, it's been a little bit less. Did you try the new update? Because I've been busy with work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. Um, it adds, it adds a quest. Um, and a bunch of stuff. I started the quest, but then I was like, you know what? I want to do the post game stuff first, so I can enjoy the the daybreak uh quest um on its own. So that means completing the Pokedex first. Mm. I did get some shinies. Let's go. <laughs> I got a Quillfish shiny and I got a... I got another shiny. I don't remember what it was. though, But it was like, yeah, let's go. I don't care about Quillfish, but it's a shiny. So I'll take it. <laughs> um, and I've been working on getting... Uh, on evolving some Pokemon so that I can get it and you know, completing the Pokedex and stuff like that. So that's what I've been doing. Um, I've also been streaming, of course. Um, I saw some Astroneer. I played some Astroneer again. Um, 
Yeah, so previously on Astro... <laughs> previously on Astroneer... I was stuck I finally... without oxygen. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Um, but uh, I finally built a, uh, a shuttle. Oh, nice. A, a rocket ship, or at least, yeah, yeah, the, the space shuttle. Um, you know, and I was like, yeah, let me go to another planet. Yeah, so apparently the only rocket, the the only um, uh, thruster that I can make is a solid fuel one, and it has only four uses. And I was like, let me go to another planet without knowing this. And I got to the other planet. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is cute. Let me go back. Why can't I launch? Uh oh, the thruster is broken. No. no! <laughs> so like the I I, I played some Astroneer. That's where I left off, and I played some Astroneer, and the goal was make a new thruster, get back to the starting planet, which took me the whole stream. Oh, man. <laughs> it was like about, what, three hours of streaming? It's like, I finally made it off the planet. I got back to the starting planet. I was like, yes! Nice. Oh, my gosh. But now, it's like, oh, my God. I took, I when I got back, I was like, I took this starting planet for granted because I was getting a little bit bored with it. Because I was just run, rolling around and just getting resources and making stuff and making getting resources, making stuff. I was like, I want to explore other planets. Learn my lesson. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm never going to do that again. Not until I'm absolutely sure and have all my resources to go to another planet. I was like, oh, that, I'm so happy. To the only back. thing like uh, I run into with Astroneer is that eventually you just get to the point where you need a very specific resource to craft the next big thing you need to progress. And then the you can't find the resource. Like, I wish they made it easier to find specific resources. Yeah, they do have guides, but you need to know where the guide is. And for some reason, I couldn't use my controller, so I had to go to keyboard and mouse, which I've never played Astroneer with. I it's personally, I like, yeah, but that's maybe because you're, but I personally, I tried both, but I like it with a mouse because it's easier for the terraforming of the terrain. Oh yeah, that's yeah. way more easier. Yeah. That I'll uh, that I'll admit to, but um, I was used to using the controller, mm -hmm. so it was like I had to relearn on the fly. Yeah, I wonder I if still it have to figure has, out why it wasn't working. I wonder if it has touch controls on the switch, because that would make uh, terrain manipulation even easier. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, it is on switch now. Yeah, Maybe. it came out recently. I'm thinking if I should get the switch version. Yeah, I think it's like 40 bucks. twenty or forty bucks. I think it's 40 bucks. Maybe if they do like a physical version, get the physical version. Because then you at least have like the cool physical box and stuff. I, actually, that's a good point. I, I have to check and see if Limited Run has it. Anyway, so I played that. I also played on Mario Day, which was March 10th. Oh, yeah. Because M-A-R for March and then the 10th. If you put that together, it spells out Mario. So that's Mario Day. Um, I played a little bit of Mario Day. I had to work, so I couldn't stream for that long. Um, so I played some Mario Hoops 3-on-3, three three, um, which is a DS game. I played that on the Wii U, because I have it on the Wii U. Um, don't ask me why I have that on the Wii U, but I do. <laughs> it's on the Virtual Console. Um, so if you're interested in Mario Hoops 3-on-3, three three, get it while you can before the eShop on the Wii U disappears forever. Um, there's a lot of games that I'm cataloging so that I have enough money saved up in it so i can buy them all from the virtual console the games that i really want and the games that are unique 
that haven't been re-released since the virtual console. Um, so I'm happy that I have that. And I played Super Mario Kart. Oh my god, that game is so hard. Oh, wow. I played on 100cc. That game is so flipping hard. I hate I hate Peach. I hate Donkey Kong Jr. so much. I was this close to cussing on uh, on stream. <laughs> there, I think there's some good clips of that. But uh, yeah, it was fun. And then when I was about to raid out, um, I got a raid. Oh, I nice. got raided. Nice. And the topic of Xenoblade X came up, and I spent basically a half hour oh my talking with the chat about Xenoblade nice. X and why I think it's highly unlikely that it's coming to Switch anytime soon. Um, everybody made their everybody made good uh, arguments hmm, nice. um so it was a good it was a good discussion it's just it took a bit longer and i was really tired i was able to raid out eventually nice. but i was so tired by it <laughs> after that um so outside of that i haven't played a lot of other games um i did win oh i almost forgot i did win a game uh, in an instagram uh giveaway called monarch which is an rpg oh nice uh kind of has persona feel to it uh it does have a demo on switch and the funny thing is i actually started playing the demo on switch and then i won the game <laughs> and the game demo does that cool thing where you can transfer the save file to oh, nice. the full game yeah so it's like oh i can actually transfer it to the, to the full game so i played monarch a bit as well put uh like two hours in it two hours into it in total including with the time that i spent with the demo it is really hard it is really challenging. Like the fir- the first real battle that I was in, I had to I died three times. Oh wow! I died three times. Like oh my gosh, this game. Like there's it's so weird and ar- so weird and archaic. I mean, when I finally got it, when I finally understood, it was like yes, I get it. It's just really hard. Um, but yeah, I need to put more time into that one as well. Mm. And uh, did you have games? Yeah, I still have Game Pass. So I saw that Guardians of the Galaxy has come to Game Pass. I'm downloading Thank it you now, for that and uh, I, uh, I mean, like, I think it's, I think it's on cloud. Uh, could be, um, yeah, I think so. I'm downloading it to my PC now as we speak. So I think I'm going to try that after this. Um, if the download finishes in time, I'm only at uh, 10% now or 13%. But like, I, what I like is that a lot of people expected that game to suck, kind of like Avengers yeah. did. And it turned out to be like one of the bigger surprises of last year. Um, I was really, I, it was in the sale on the PlayStation for like a couple of times already for like 40 bucks. And then when it came out the Game Pass, like this week I came, I think it came out, I was like, you know what? I really don't care about the trophies. If I save myself 40 bucks, I will play that on PC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Um, hang on, let me check the PlayStation. A lot of people are like, why don't you get a Series X? Because then you can play a lot of stuff on uh, through Game Pass. I'm like, no, some games I just want to play on my PlayStation and have the trophies yeah, there. My, yeah, my friend is like, why are you not like get a Series S and like because you have Game Pass and do that. Yeah, but you know what the things with the Series S and maybe that's just me, but like I feel like that's half the experience because like I have a 4K TV. You know, I'm like if I'm gonna play an Xbox game. I want to be able to experience that game in like full glory in 4K, not like in a watered down version on the Series S. I mean, I can understand that it's a nice entry level for a lot of people, but for someone like me, I'm like, no, man, I want to be able to enjoy that to the fullest. Yeah, but 
uh, what am I, what was, what was I saying? Um, thing is, is that, um, you can run cloud on Xbox Series S. You can run cloud on Xbox One, I think. Yeah. So I think the output for that one is in 4K when you do it. Then you might as well get like a second-hand Xbox One and then just play everything. That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... I wonder how well it runs if you do that. Hmm. That's actually a very interesting point. I think you could like pick up a series, uh, a, a SAD or like a 1S for like pretty oh, cheap. Ew, no, not a sad. Why on earth would I do that? Well, you could pick, I think you could pick oh, up yeah, a 1S. Oh, yeah, it is. It is on Xbox Cloud Game. Yeah, I think you could pick up a 1S for pretty cheap. Yeah, mm, I'll have to look into it. Yeah. Um, Just look on uh, Markplatz. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's it. Um, I do definitely want to play some uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But, I'm going to yeah, play it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to play it when it's done. I'm just waiting for the download to finish. I saw that apparently I had Age of Empires 4 installed as well. I'm like, oh, wow, that's a long time ago since I played Wait, that Wait, you did? Yeah, because you did play it. I yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. It when it came out in October, I just expected to put more time into it than I actually did. <laughs> yeah. It did come out during your gaming slump, so. Yeah. 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 I think you just need some time to get back to it. Probably, yeah. Now I'm just like, uh, because I'm t- I like taking a break, Every time I think about playing a game, I get excited, but then I get into this like choice stress that I'm like, oh, I have so much to play. I don't know what to play. And I'm like, ah, and I'm like, okay, I'll watch some Netflix. So I can't like <laughs> get my, I'm not action oriented right now when it comes to playing a game because I just get overwhelmed by choice. I'm like, oh, but that's cool. I feel like a squirrel, you know? It's like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? You know? Squirrel. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what's that? You know? And then I'm like, ah, and then I end up just watching Netflix. Yeah. I mean, Netflix is good. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I don't mind. All right. I think with that, we have reached the end. So, uh, uh, Sean Templar, let's, will uh, you do the honors? Let, let's wrap it up. So, as always, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of Game Rivals. We always appreciate you being here. Um, you can find us on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Cast, Stitcher, Overcast. Um, wherever you listen to your podcasts you can find us on youtube the video version goes live at the same moment the audio version goes live you can find the the link in the description uh, of this audio version Um, you can reach us through email game rivals feedback at gmail.com you can find us on twitter um, game underscore rivals underscore and you can also find maximilian talking about all sorts of japanese games on twitter um, (laughs) at maximilian um, you can find us on uh, Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash Maximilian underscore X. He's going to do a eight-hour stream on Saturday the 19th. 19th. So you better show up there and show him some support. Um, <laughs> I'm on a streaming hiatus, but normally I am uh, twitch.tv slash Sean Templar. Um, you can find us on... Instagram at Game Rivals and at Maximilian underscore X. And we're also on TikTok. Same applies there at Game Rivals and at Maximilian underscore X. And I think I've had them all. Yep, that's it. Yeah. On that note, I have been 
and will always be Sean Templar. And I've been and I'll always be Maximilian X. And we'll catch you among the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Later. Later. <laughs>